Welcome to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, happy Sunday. I am back after a Sunday of rest. I have learned it is important to listen to your mind, listen to your heart. You cannot pour into others if you're man down. So I took last Sunday off, but here I am again re-energized and ready to keep going remember it's just keep showing up for yourself and god will do the rest keep giving yourself a pat on the back when you have a win when you do something different when you do something that you set a goal to achieve give yourself a pat on the back because let me tell you this world it's not easy but at least when you keep doing what it is that you feel like you need to do that will work into your greater purpose and to your greater goals in life. You know, that's really the motivation and that's what it's for. Just keep showing up from the habit and keep going. So today's episode is on Noah, the story of Noah. But before I dive in, welcome to those who this is your first time. The Intentional Bride is a space that you nurture your heart in God's love. It's a place where you interact with God's love, glory, presence and awesomeness. The God that I have come to fall in love with, a God that loves me just as I am, flaws and all, and who I know that if you get to know, he, you will love him as much as I do. An amazing father, a father full of love, full of mercy, and honestly, I am here because of him, and that's it. That's simply, I owe everything to him, so let's dive in. Noah, we all know the story of Noah, or at least I assume we all know the story of Noah, and Noah is the guy in Genesis who was asked to build a very complex ark. And the ark took him a hundred years to build. How many of you have a vision from God that feels like it's taken a hundred years to come to fruition? A word that's become so long past, you're like, there's no way that that word possibly still stands tall in my life. You've lost hope about it. You're just like, okay, God, I've done everything to your specific instruction. Remember, God really gave Noah very specific instructions and it took him all of a hundred years. You know, let's just take a minute there. Isn't it it's so real as to how sometimes God gives us a word and it feels like such a now word and then it comes to pass 10 years from now, 15 years from now and you're just like, really, was that a word? But I have come to learn that everything that God speaks into my life has its time and it will come to pass. And everything that happens in the moment adds up to that very moment. So in this case, Noah has gone ahead, he's built the ark, he's built the ark to the specifications of God, that God has given him. People have ridiculed him, people have made fun of him, people have neglected him. He's ostracized because he's also existing in a time that was very wicked and a time when people's fear of God was non-existent. So he, he was a bit of the only voice. He was literally the only one who was obedient enough to hear the voice of God and start taking an action towards that obedience. And so in Genesis 7, 13 to 16, and this is where I want to focus. On the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons had entered the ark. They and every beast according to its kind and all the livestock according to their kinds and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind and every bird according to its kind, every winged creature. They went into the ark with Noah two and two and two of all flesh in which there was breath of life. And those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God had commanded him. And this is the part I want us to focus in. And it says, and the Lord shut him in. Isn't it interesting that the Lord 
the word only says the Lord shut him in. It doesn't say the Lord shut the animals in. It doesn't say everybody else. The Lord shut Noah in. Listen, some of your obedience is preserved for your generations. Like in this case, Noah's obedience spilled over to his... Like in this case, Noah's obedience spilled over to his children, to his son's wives, to every living thing that creeped on the earth. He was a preservation for all of them. And because of his obedience, the Lord shut him in. The Intentional Bride Podcast's sole goal is to get you to understand that you are so important to God and that your action can cause generational blessing and cause an ripple effect onto your children and their children's children. And the decisions that you make today in this crazy world will have such a long-term impact on those connected to you. For Noah, he stood as the only one who had the word of God and received it and built the ark for over 100 years. Some of us will not even see a hundred years. But Noah's obedience lasted a hundred years. It lasted a lifetime. Only for one event to come and destroy every living thing that was left on the ground. Every human being, every animal, anything that did not enter into Noah's place of obedience died. The whole world died. It was only Noah who survived. So this is my appeal to you. When I come on here saying to you, you're created for a purpose, you're created for a reason, and you're looking at yourself and thinking, what, what is what possible, what is so possible that I can, I can do different that the next person is doing? How can I leave my mark? How can I guarantee that I was here? How can I be intentional to pursue that even when nobody notices? In Noah's case, he attracted negative attention. He attracted people who thought he was crazy. He attracted people who thought that he had lost it. In our case, sometimes, like even for me when I do this podcast, sometimes I feel like I'm just speaking to myself. And even the few that listen and the growth is slow. And I just wonder sometimes, like, what am I doing? Is there anybody out there listening? And then there's always one person who comes in the right moment and says, I really loved your episode on this day and it really changed how I see things. And that's what it's about. If I can get one person to go into their space and obey and begin to walk a walk with this God, a journey with him in relationship with him. And because of that action of obedience that the Lord will shut in, not only you, but your children and their children's children and their children's children's children. How amazing is this? Noah's obedience shut his whole generation, the Lord sealed them in the bubble that was that ark and preserved them from the worst tsunami that there ever was that cleared the whole earth. I don't know what your instruction is. I don't know what it is that you need to be doing. Maybe it's as simple as just saying, yes, Lord, I surrender. And that begins the, begin begins the beginning of your shutting in process. Maybe it's as simple as, Lord, use me in my space of influence, even in my business place, even in my marketplace. Let me bring your principles to the workplace. Let me bring your understanding to the workplace. And people begin to see God in you. And immediately that workplace is shut in for his glory. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's with your children. Then maybe the conflict that you've been experiencing, all you need to do is surrender that situation to God and allow him 
to shut that situation in. Maybe it's in your character flow. Maybe it's in a thorn in your flesh that you cannot share with anybody and you've been struggling. You say to God, surround me with your presence. Surround me with your mercy. Have mercy on me and help me do different. God shuts, is ready to shut you in. This is a shutting in space. This is a space where the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, is looking at your heart. And he's like saying, if, and he is saying, if you obey me, if you serve me, if you live for me, if you are intentional for me, I guarantee you that I will shut in a blessing so long that it will preserve you, your children, and their children's children. And now I'm able to walk into a different space of obedience with him. A space where I'm not begging for scraps of the king's table. Now I'm sitting on the table with the king's negotiating, saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Where would you like me to go? How would you like me to live? What would you like me to do for your kingdom? I am far from perfect. I have flaws from here to never, never land. But I know that the intentionality in my mind to know that I am a child of God and to consistently serve him, even when I feel the farthest from him. I said to myself that even if I'm calling from outside the gate, he hears me and he still cares about what I have to say. And he still loves me. And one of my greatest realizations has been that it's not about your action. It's not about religion. It's not about the religious rituals that you can do, but it's about that intentionality that I am going into relationship with you. You are becoming my Lord and Savior. And I want you to shut me in into that glorious space that I may desire no more the things of this world, but desire the things that bring you glory, the things that bring you honor, the things that bring you praise. Noah understood the assignment. Noah understood that if he stuck to the plan, that God would shut him in in the end. And in the end, him rocking up and down as he's being tossed from here to there, storms, waves, his obedience stood. And some of the actions that you make today will stand for your generations a thousand years from now, two thousand years from now, six thousand years from now, because God is not limited by time. Remember, time is a constant for you, but to God, it's it's a, it's just it's it's just a thing. He perceives our lives. Consider him like a like you consider yourself like a train track. And he, con- he perceives you from the top. So he can visit any section of your life and he can redeem it for, your, for his glory. And not only that, he can visit any generation, past, present, future. He knows how this is going to work out. You're talking to the author of your faith, the beginning and the end. He knows how you're going to work out. If I knew what I know today, five, ten years ago, I'd be very far. I'd be very far. Here I am condensing what I've learned in the last decade or more of my life into a simple episode that you get to enjoy and go back and reflect. God, how can I learn to have relationship with you? How can I learn to be intentional with you? That you may shut me in, that you may shut in my generations. I'm tired of being on the outside. I'm tired of being in the wilderness. I'm tired of the devil having a field day with me. If it's not depression, it's anxiety. If it's not anxiety, it's immorality. If it's not immorality, it's fear. If it's not fear, it's calamity after calamity. I'm tired of living that life. I'm successful, but I'm fearful. I have everything I need, but I'm not happy. 
Lord, shut me in. Seal all my insecurities. Seal all my pain. Seal all my disappointment. And allow me to live a life and a life full of abundance. God is ready to shut you in. He is ready to shut you in. And those connected with you will benefit from this. And they'll benefit from the goodness that is your God. By being in your presence, they will experience his anointing. They'll experience who he is in their life. And in the end, that's what we're here for. We're here to share his goodness. We're here to spread his glory. Because he's coming back. And he's really, really intent on saving his bride before a time like that. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.